welcome to YE1 Spurs. Then you sort of left, you went to Swindon afterwards and you'd done really, really well there. But then you came back to Spurs. And how, how was that coming back? Was it an easy decision, presumably? I had a sponsored car in Swindon. Swindon was a fantastic little football club. And obviously under Aussie and Glenn as the managers, you knew we were playing the way that I wanted to play. It was a beautiful way. I had a sponsored car in Swindon. And, and when I got the phone call, I sort of knew in the summer that I was going to be rejoining Spurs shouldn't really say that but I did I think it was the September or the October I can't remember the exact time but I got the message that um, I have to meet Ozzy Ardiles to discuss terms and I had to give my car back before I left Swindon so I'm <laughs> Swindon but I'd have, I'd have walked down the M4 and walked around the M25 to come back walking back through the gates at White Hartley M was like walking back the first time that I ever joined the club at the age of sort of 14 when I came through the gate at Wailwatley. So to, to get the opportunity to rejoin, I was, you have to remember I was 33 years of age, to get an opportunity to join a football club like Tottenham Hotspur at that age, at the sort of twilight of my career, was just absolutely phenomenal. Dreams come true. And in fact, when Ozzy left and Jerry Francis joined, I had many opportunities to leave and join other football clubs because Jerry wasn't going to build his team around me. I was 35 now. You know, I wasn't going to play much under Jerry. So, um, but I, th I made the decision to retire. So I thought, well, I'm on. Well, I really want to go and join another football club. Maybe after uproot and move um, when I'm at home anyway. So I, I made the decision to retire there. And then the day that I quit Spurs, that was my retirement. And to this day that I met... I can always say, look, I retired playing for Spurs. Um, I didn't want to go. I know Barry Fry, manager of Birmingham. And even six months after I'd retired, he rang me up and he said to me, I played in a testimonial that he was managing. I had one of those good days that everything went right. And he said to me, you are the best player on the pitch. And we were playing, a, a, you know, I've been retired. And he said, I want you to come and join my team. And at six months, I hadn't trained, I had nothing. He rang me up. He said, look, we're playing in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough in the January. I haven't trained for six months. I said, I'm a stone overweight. He said, I don't care. He said, you come and he said, you're in the team against Middlesbrough. He said, just just come and sign. I said, Barry, I couldn't do that to you. I said, I'm nowhere near fit enough to play at that level. I said, and, and I couldn't let you down. I honestly, I hadn't trained. He was trying to sign me for Birmingham. <laughs> I was a stone overweight and played for played or trained for six months, and he wanted me to go into an FA Cup game, Birmingham Middlesbrough. No way. I was quite happy that I ended my career where I began it. I, I, there's not many players can say that, but I can. No, and also I, I actually uh, was at your last ever game in the Spurs Legend game at the new stadium, which was a real shame because you got injured, didn't you? I got injured in the very last match of the game. I snapped my Achilles in two places. Oh, God. Um, I was yeah. on the chair for four months. I missed the Champions League final. I was well. I didn't miss it. I watched it at this new stadium. I was on a wheelchair, yeah. so I couldn't fly over to uh, oh, Madrid, uh, like with all the other legends. So I was on the wheelchair at the stadium, 
uh, watching the game, and I've not played a game since that day. Uh, but I've got people, many people have, have written to me or, or tweeted me or Facebooked me and said, if you could live that day over again, the first game at the new stadium, and you would still snap your Achilles, would you do it again? Not a doubt. Yeah. It was one of the greatest days of my life to be part of a day um, like that, to see so many incredible former players, be in the dressing room with them, people like Gascoigne, Ginola, Berbatov, Keane, players that I hadn't played with in a Spurs shirt. Uh, Klinsman was obviously back. So many wonderful footballers. And I was in that dressing room alongside these guys. I was 60 years of age, 59 going on 60, to walk out onto the pitch to warm up um, I, I managed to pull my grandson, he, he was about five, pulled him out of the stand onto the pitch, warmed him up as I warmed up, kicked balls, did skills with him. Mm. Oh, yes, I would do everything exactly the same. And you got a great reception as well, didn't you? An unbelievable reception, unbelievable reception. You know, no, this is a fantastic thing about Spurs fans. It's amazing that 60 years of age, I've been retired 25 years and I walk out under the pitch and the fans can sing my name. Now, what you have to remember about fans is every year there's a turnover of fans. Some pass away and new ones come in who've, who've never seen me play. So in that 25-year span, a lot of play fans that had seen me play will have passed away and a lot of new fans that had never seen me play uh, would have been the new, the next generation of the fans. And when I walk out on the pitch, I have no idea of what sort of reception I'm going to get, who will remember me or who will even think that I could play the game. I've got a fantastic reception. And yes, I would snap my Achilles again in 10 places if I could live through that. <laughs> game. And, and, and <laughs> Mickey, can, can I ask you about uh, just in the, in the midst of a game, not necessarily that Legends game, but any game, can you hear the crowd? Can you, are you aware of the crowd or is it? do you block it out or is it... <laughs> You don't hear individual comments. You hear a sort of din, yeah, yeah. like a buzz, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. when you score a goal, yeah. you can hear every single word from every single person. Wow. Which tells a story, really. Uh, it tells a story that when you... And, and I know that you're running away celebrating and, and you're sort of lost in the moment, but individual comments seem to strike you more than at any other stage. You know, you know like what a goal Mickey or something like that it would just stand out above the din um, but in general it's a din you don't hear it the din it's a din that lifts you if you're winning 1-0 uh, and you're hanging on you can hear the crowd if you're losing 1-0 you can hear the tension in the in the crowd and even though it's just a din it's a, you can hear the tension um, it's it's a, it's a really strange feeling it's not something that you um, focus on and you try not to let whether it's a good or bad, didn't affect you either way. Because I'm a great believer in confidence is something that is inbuilt. And whether the fans are singing your name shouldn't lift you because you shouldn't need lifting because you should be confident. And if they're booing you, you should it should knock you either. Because in a belief, in a confidence, it comes from within inside of you. Sure. And you shouldn't be dictated to by... Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the poem, If, and the little yeah. thing that says, yeah. uh, 
success or failure should not lift or knock you, yeah? Yeah. Uh, words to that effect. And, I, and I, I'm a great believer in saying that a bad pass shouldn't knock your confidence just as a good good pass shouldn't raise your confidence sure. and because you have that inner belief in your own ability just like a manager saying that's brilliant mickey shouldn't lift you or that's crap mickey shouldn't knock you because if you if you thrive on that's brilliant then that's crap knocks you so yeah. one lifts you one knocks you whereas if you've got an inner belief or an inner confidence it's totally about you and you're not knocked or on a high from praise or criticism because I hate to see it when I see players not confident, not because the crowd are getting on their back. Because it's actually not. They're not getting on your back. The crowd never get on your back. You imagine 30,000 crowds when, I mean, I do it, when, someone, say, Harry Kane has a shot and he should score, but he hits it over the bar. My first reaction is, oh, Harry, yeah. you're criticising them. When you've got 30,000 saying, oh, Harry, it comes across as one big disappointed din. And it could help you have confidence. Yeah. I'm wondering, so uh, we're getting on you. With the players playing in empty stadiums at the moment, you know, just wondering what effect that has, you know. you know, Maybe it works for some people and not for others. You know. I, I, listen, there's, there's been unbelievable trainers. In my lifetime as a footballer, I've seen unbelievable trainers. But out on the match day, in front of 40,000 crowd, they can't perform. So some players will thrive in an empty atmosphere, other people, players, will find it so strange. I played in front of a non-West Stand in the early 80s. The sure. West Stand was rebuilt. Sure. It was knocked down. We didn't have a West Stand. It was the weirdest feeling I've ever known. When you were doing something in front of the West Stand, you used to feel like, wow, you'd, you'd, you'd beat 34 men. You'd not make the fifth, 35th. You'd flick it over the 36th dead, and there wasn't a murmur from the stand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Weird. Weird, honestly. So... To play in front of no, uh, and often I watch games nowadays at the minute, and it almost feels like a training game. It's like a slow tempo, and it, and it sort of lets you know how much the fans create the magic football. Because when someone does something magic today, it's nothing. But when the fans are there and someone does something magic, they erupt. You know, like when there's minutes to go and you want to look, you don't feel tense nowadays because there's no fans there feeling the tension. You know, because ultimately 30,000 people feeling really, oh, hang on, hang on, come on, and you're tense. That's what you feel. And the players get a, it's like man on. Man, yeah. Fan alert you, there's a man on. You know, when, when the ball's coming in and you're strolling around having a look. And the fans go, man on, me, man on. Yeah. And they alert you, you know, whereas nowadays it's like, nothing. no, fans with football, it, is, it will never, ever be beaten or replaced. Football without fans is, um, let's be honest. Yeah. Wanted to touch on something about, what's your view on the current playing style of the way the team's set up at the moment? Would I, if I was manager, would I play that way? No. I was brought up on the history and traditions of Tottenham. Um, a football club um, and the beliefs and the way this the game is played at Tottenham. That doesn't mean that everybody has to have that same belief. It means that that's my belief. Now, I believe that the happy medium is a combination of the wonderful, free-flowing, attacking, creative flair football that Spurs are renowned for, combined with the solidity defensively. That is the way to perform. 
if you ask me to choose a way that I want to play, I would always say creative, attacking, flair, wonderful, fast-flowing football, because that's how I wanted to play the game and how I want to see the game played. If you ask me what would be the most successful way to play, I would say that wonderful, flowing, fast-flowing, creative football that Spurs are renowned for, right. added to that solidity that maybe the the, the Arsenal team wouldn't have George Graham um, add. Sure. So it's a combination of the both that would win the leagues and win the Champions League and everything. So I, I don't criticise anybody for trying to add the two together. By doing that, there's got to be some sort of compromise. Like Jose at the minute is trying to add this solidity of defending with the wonderful fast-flowing football. And, and, and But the odd part is adding the solidity of because it's not something that, as a club, we're sort of renowned for. Right. So we're getting there. We are getting there, and, and what we're doing while we're getting there, we've sacrificed a little bit of our attacking instincts. Once we get that solidity within the group, squad, the club, then we'll see a much, much more of the fast, free-flowing, creative football that we play within the framework of the solidity too. So, would I play it? I wouldn't. But do I understand why it's been... Why we're doing? Yes, I do. I do understand it, and I think in the long term to win leagues and, and, and titles. Because I never won a league playing this fast, creative, fast-flowing, wonderful football, and I would love to have won a league. So if someone had had maybe a little bit more solidity, maybe I would have got the league because we had the players to win the league. And I sure. think that's what Jose is trying to achieve. He's trying to achieve a combination of the best of both worlds, which in the end will take us to titles. Right. You're doing some brilliant things for Spurs um, behind the scenes. And I just, if you can sort of tell us about a couple of the new Spurs related ventures you've got. I mean, they, I've seen a couple of them on Twitter and on Facebook. They look absolutely fantastic. I mean, you can sort of guide, guide our listeners where they can sort of go to, to uh, sort of possibly book or, you know, to have a look at it. So I got into a debate with Graham Roberts one day. We tried to create a, something that, could give fans a once-in-a-lifetime once experience. You know, of course, going to a cup final, things like once-in-a-lifetime, or maybe hopefully ten times in a lifetime. But we were thinking more along the lines, OK, so would most fans like to sit indoors with us, our dealers, having a cup of tea with them, having a chat with them for an hour, while Ozzy signed a few pictures for him, while he, he brought a shirt along with him, one of his shirts that he'd actually worn in a cup final, and he signed it for you. You know, uh, we took pictures of it and we videoed it. And then we, you got the presented with the shirt by Ozzy and we, we folded the video onto you of the occasion and the pictures that, that we'd taken of the occasion. Um, now, obviously, it doesn't come cheap because you have to pay for the shirt, you have to pay for travel, so you have to pick up the, the, the legend, you have to agree with the legend, the fee, etc. But it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience that we tried to give. So then we tried to develop it and, and say, right, okay, so now we'll develop it to what we're doing now, a Zoom message as such. So you can get a signed shirt and a Zoom message so you're, you get your legends that you choose. I use Aussie. So you want to, oh, I'd love to chat with Aussie. So yeah, okay. So you don't want them to come to your own, but now you can have them on Zoom and you can do an half-hour Zoom chat with you. We'll video the Zoom That's message. fantastic. And we'll send you on a copy of the Zoom message so you've got it forevermore. Send with the shirt, you'll have the shirt, etc. And we thought it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for our fans. Then on the other side of the coin, you, you know, I do a 
don't really like talking about it because it's not something that I'm sort of comfortable talking about. Um, but in terms of sometimes you have to put it out there into the public domain because if you're doing fundraisers for charity to help young kids with cancer, you can't just hide. You have to put it out there. And, and, and like we tried recently, I ran a, a fundraiser for little Jamin who's got uh, terminal yeah, cancer. He's got months to live. Now, remember, I've, I've raised funds for him to try and go to America for uh, a special treatment. But before you can have the treatment, you have to be clear of the cancer. Um, you have to be in remission and then you can go. But it's so expensive. It's about £250,000. Um, yeah. So when Jamin got in remission, we actually hadn't raised £250,000. Uh, it was because we'd started late. Um, and one of the other kids, Archie, was 25 grand short, but he, he's not in, been in remission yet. He will be, hopefully, very soon. And But by that stage, we'll have the £250,000 and he, off he can go. So with Jamin, obviously, we got him in remission, but we didn't have the money to get him there. So we had to hold back, hold back, hold back. Sadly, Jamin then came out of remission and, and the cancer came back much more aggressively um, until he reached the point whereby he's now got been told he's got months to live. So what we thought was we'd do a fundraiser. Um, it, it, it snow. He'd never really seen much real snow. Yeah. We thought, right, okay, we'll do a fundraiser. We'll give him, we'll make the last months of his life, the happiest years of his life, things to focus on that he can enjoy, things that his parents can focus on and remember when he's gone. Um, so we did a fundraiser to send him to Lapland uh, in Finland. Obviously, incredibly, we raised enough money in, in four hours for Jamin to send him to Lapland. It was it's incredible. I remember following it on Twitter, Mickey. It was, it was brilliant. An unbelievable no. effort. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lapland was closed till January the 12th. So we booked them on Lapland UK. Um, and we'd made lots of plans that we'd book family into a beautiful hotel, um, not far from Lapland UK because they live in Norwich. Lapland UK is in Ascot. We couldn't have them driving all that way with Jamin. So we brought them, we were bringing them down the day before, put them into this hotel. And we'd arranged for, I personally arranged, I've got him lots of, he'd, he'd always wanted a bike, but he can't ride a bike because the use of his legs is very difficult. So we bought him an electric bike as, 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 as part of, from the funds that we'd raised. And we bought him some little toys. And, and what we did, we arranged for Santa to turn up at the hotel on the 28th with a sack on his back with all these presents to walk in on Jamin. And, and in the room, we had fake snow. We had streamers, everything. And then uh, yesterday, was it yesterday or Saturday, um, the government changed the Christmas rules. Lapland UK is now closed down. So we've got all these presents of for Jamin. We're in the process of now trying to arrange a Santa Claus to turn up at his house with all these presents whereby we're going to have full snow and try and recreate what we were, we were creating in the hotel the night before he went to Lapland UK. Wow, and um, then he's how old did you say? He's three. Three, wow. wow. Um, so it's it's going to be a wonderful Christmas day for him. We, 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 as I said, we should know tomorrow whether we found a Santa Claus to do all the work that we were going to do at the hotel. Sorry, I'm getting a bit of a lump in my throat because he's such yeah. a lovely kid and I'm so upset about the old saga that we've arranged such wonderful things for him. 
we've booked hotels, we've booked Lapland UK, and unfortunately, it's it's all been closed down now. So we're having to to, to, to withhold, we're having to go to his house and do things in his house. But also, in the, in the meantime, we are now looking at Lapland in Finland. We'll supposedly open on January the 12th. Now I'm not sure if it actually opens Lapland. But I think they opened Finland, which would, would then mean they could go to Finland and go to Lapland. And while they might not get the, the Santa Claus experiences, etc., they would have the experience of the snow and the ice, ice and, and all of that as well. And the other option is to send them to Disneyland um, Paris uh, and let them have, have that as a memory. But that's not open until February the 12th. So we've been chucked into a dilemma through sort of circumstances beyond our control. But whatever happens, we're going to make do and make the best of uh, what time he's got left. We're going to give him memories, things that he, he, he's dreamt of, riding a bike, for instance. He might not be able to use his legs to ride it, but we've got an electric bike, so he's going to ride on this electric bike. It's going to be the most amazing sight to see his face. Um, and Mickey, and we can, and people can follow it, can't they, on, on yeah, Twitter? I've, I've it's brilliant. Everyone, I've kept everyone updated with the... the, the, the the latest news. I haven't informed them of this yet because it's just been. We've just found out today. Uh, obviously, I said I was going to video every every occasion that James is involved in. I.e., when Santa presents him with these toys that we've got him um, when he goes to Lapland or to Disneyland or Lapland UK. Every every uh, occasion will be videoed and posted on, on all social media outlets to, so that everybody who's being party to, one, the raising of the funds, but not just the raising of the funds, but the well-wishers too. But sometimes it's, it's enough just to say, oh, Jamie and I hope you have an amazing time because they haven't got the, the money to actually donate. But donating your kindness with your kind words is more than enough. So, yeah, everybody will be updated and sharing the magical moments that his parents will live with forever once Jamie has gone. So it's something that... I hold very dear to my heart, having lost two younger sisters to um, cancer, but also um, not, not two years ago, I lost my 23-year-old nephew who hung himself. My sister's boy was the happiest go looking kid you'll ever meet and came home from work and found him hanging. So bringing happiness to other people is, you know, I always say to people when you're feeling down and low, and, and of course, in the times that we're experiencing now, so many people are suffering mentally. Yeah. Uh, and, and now that we're arriving at Christmas, the mental problems are becoming so much greater uh, because yeah. we were sort of led to believe that we were going to have a Christmas. And people were, were saving themselves for this Christmas because it was going to be their saviour. Um, what we are trying to do, uh, having been through all that I've been through with my family, I say to people, look, one of the greatest things that you will ever do, particularly even more so when you're feeling low, is to share and help someone who's low too, because that will lift your spirits. The greatest gift that we will, the greatest gift of all is is giving. Not, and it doesn't have to be money, it doesn't have to be a present, but to give your time um, to, yeah. put to other people who, who need your time, who need your kind words to, to lift their spirits. Um, so these are things that we are, we focus on. I'm in the middle now, um, speaking to one or two players about Christmas Day, setting up a Zoom and opening it up to, um, and it's, it's not set up in stone yet, because obviously we're trying to get it all up and running. 
open it up to people who are lonely by themselves on Christmas Day. Come and join yeah. us on a, on a Zoom call for an hour. Obviously, once we've got it set up and confirmed, then I will advertise it and, and open it up to anybody who's alone on Christmas Day who wants to come and spend the time chatting with wallies like me, yeah. you know, who hopefully <laughs> will be lift your spirits and, and, and give you something to be to look forward to and, and enjoy. Um, and, and I can get one or two players to pop into the Zoom meeting and wish everyone a Merry Christmas, um, you know, former players, then I feel like it gives these people who mentally are suffering because of not being able to spend time with their families over the Christmas period um, something to look forward to. Whether I can pull it off or not, I don't know yet. We are trying and we will see, but I'm pretty confident that we will. Um, and hopefully we'll get a good response and, uh, and certainly a good response from the players just popping in and saying, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll get a great response. And that's, a, that's just a brilliant thing to do, Mickey. Um, let me say I'm very fortunate and blessed that I'm able to organise such a thing because people look up to Aussie Art Dealers or, or Graham Roberts or, or people like that and I have access to them. Um, without that access, I, I wouldn't be in the position to maybe help as much as I could uh, or as much as I can. Um, so I'm very blessed and very fortunate and I'm sure if you were all in the same position, you would all do the same too. So it don't kindness isn't it isn't something to be applauded. Kindness should be the norm. We should all be kind to each other. We should all help each other. Um, because totally agree. It's together. So kindness, I don't expect a claim for being kind. I expect it to be the norm. It's been absolute. I mean, I've got a million questions to ask you, and I'm sure Sim and Peter have as well. Yeah. But possibly if we can invite you back on one of our other pods so, in the future where we sort of discuss the, the current things. You know, we, we're quite... Um, a podcast, you, um, we, you know, to have someone like yourself on it, brilliant. That's really, really appreciate. But, but thanks again, Mickey, and um, we'll. Uh... I was. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I haven't scratched the surface of what I'd like to. Yeah, no, me too. Well. On again, and you can ask me anything you want. <coughs> Wonderful, Excellent. brilliant. Thanks so much, Mickey. Have a good Christmas, um, yeah. and Thank listeners. You. Thanks for listening. Listen, you all have a great Christmas. I hope the next. I hope twenty one fills you with. Happiness, success, and hope, because we all need some hope at this moment in time. Um, so You're a star man. Mickey. Have a great time, guys. See you all next time. And on you, home. mate. Don't forget. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. See you all. Thank you so Love much. You. Thanks so much. See you soon. Cheers, Mickey. Mickey. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye now. Don't even bloody know it to turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. Take care. Bye bye. See you later, Mickey. Thanks so much.